Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What's up, everybody? Good morning. I think I'm here by myself today. Savannah is uh, traveling to CrossFit Riverside for their 15th anniversary with Greg. The tsunami of uh, rain, I guess, didn't hit in the way that they thought it would. So he's uh, taking the morning off and headed there. You guys are stuck with me. I'm finally here. Odd. And Savannah's not. Sorry. <laughs> Cool new profile picture, though. What's up, everybody? Frank, how you doing? Doing all right, bud? Matt Schindeldecker, good morning. Good morning, dude. Yeah, I still need to, I still need to chat with you. I'm sorry. I've been super busy, and I want to, uh, I definitely want to have some conversations, but time just keeps on moving away. Sunday Rambler, the economy turned, the economy turning to the pooper. AI is stealing jobs. <laughs> especially white collar jobs, which are mostly CrossFit members. That's a bold statement. You think AI is stealing jobs already? I think like anytime there's new technology, there's going to be a shift in the job market. I don't know. We'll see. Bruce, what's up, dude? Can't believe you're blue. Good morning. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. Standy room only. 30 million high-intensity athletes. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I always <clears throat> oh odd. Nice. Biggest letdown of the day, but I'm here for you. Thank you. I guess. Thank, thank you. Okay. Dick butter. Dick butter. Where have you been? I felt like you haven't I feel like you haven't been around. Like you've left us or something. That's fucked up, dude. But I'm glad you're here today. What's up? Dan. Good morning, son. Somebody um, already mentioned something in the comments that I thought about uh, bringing up. Oh, yeah, it was Dick Butter. Dick Butter, hey, guys, how many cringy text message exchange defending CrossFit have you had today? <laughs> oh, man, it's funny. It's funny because I actually uh, I put that in the notes for this morning. And I wasn't sure we were going back and forth if I was going to do the show, like if someone was going to if Sevon was going to be here. Caleb still might show up. I'm wondering now. Maybe it's because I didn't text him. Idiot. Anyhow, I put together some uh, notes for you guys. Um, so we had some sort of topics to discuss here. And uh, the text messages from CrossFit on the like exchange back and forth, uh, which was obviously just a made up Photoshop, was quite funny. Um, Christopher, what is the next behind the scenes going to be released? Think about when is the next behind the scenes going to be released? And I do believe today, I think we're going to release episode 11 today. I think uh, episode three will be coming out for free today. Um, yeah, I'll double check on that. But that was the last time we had discussed. So that should be happening today. So you should have something for this weekend. Uh, Jake Chapman, Susan, do you have any tats? I do not. Zero. Not that I'm uh, against them. But uh, for me, I just never... 
I never uh, was really into it. I always thought like I was super critical of anything I would draw and I would like draw something as like to get an idea of what I'd want. And then I would like leave it for two days and I'd come back and I'd be like, damn, that looks like shit. And I just kept doing that all the time. And I eventually realized that if I did that and put it on my body permanently, I would just be super critical um, of what was on there and I would hate it eventually. So no, no tattoos. Okay, three is up. Yeah, there you go. Three is up for free. And uh, 11 will be coming soon. There we go. Yeah. Three is up. Watch it before you went live. Okay, cool. All right. So we're going to... Um, well, first off, thank you to Pepper, uh, Paper Street Coffee, CA Peptides, and BirthFit. We don't... Uh, we can't express enough how awesome uh, you guys are and keeping the lights on here at the Seven Podcast. So go check out their websites if you guys haven't. I know most of you guys have, but if you haven't already, go do it again. If you go to BirthFit, take the take the console. It's really good. I don't have any kids, but that's what I've been told. Um, so you tag buildings, just not yourself. Absolutely. That shit's super temporary. You could do something and like leave and come back the next day to see it and it's already gone. Absolutely. Temporary. All things in life are temporary. I guess even your tattoos to a certain degree. Okay, I want to start off with this. Um, I want to start off with this quote. Oh fuck, maybe not. Yes, no, maybe. And um, they kind of shortened it on the graphic, but somebody in the comments put the whole entire uh Marcus Aurelius quote up. You must now, at last, perceive of what universe you are a part of, and what administrator of the universe your existence flows. In that a t limit of time is fixed for you, which if you do not use for clearing away the clouds of your mind, it will go and you will go and it will never return. Don't waste your shit. Don't. Don't waste the limited time that you have here on earth. Because like we just said before, it's all temporary. And so if you're fixated on stupid little trivial things and not focused on the big picture, It'll all pass you by so very quickly. Um, Daniel Garrity, after yesterday's podcast, I ran into Hunter, who was running on the side of the road near my cabin. Couldn't miss the tried. I can't believe you didn't say something. I just tried to like creepily like take a picture of him and post it on like the Sevenistas uh, Instagram. <laughs> I feel like that would have been pretty funny. This you driving by, snapping a photo of him running after you just saw him on the podcast when he said he was going to go running. What are the odds of that? What are the odds of that? Uh, ninjas. Going to be the first time not doing the open in eight years, and it feels great. Why aren't you doing the open? I wonder why. Are all you guys doing the open? You should be. I haven't signed up yet personally, but I probably will. Don't waste your, sh don't waste your shit on people's shit. Nothing matters. Yeah. Well, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dale Garrity. Hunter had huge headphones on. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Okay, 30 million CrossFitters. Do you guys remember? I think last year that was what uh, Don was talking about in terms of his goal for the company. Although it was super vague <clears throat> because it just, I mean, anybody could say that. Hey, what do you want to do? I want to make a million dollars. Okay. So... It's like, why, how, <laughs> why'd you choose that number? Like there's so many unanswered questions, but it sounds really great, right? Like 30 million new CrossFitters, 
but like how does that break down how would that even work in the affiliates how many new affiliates would he spawn to support that many uh crossfitters what would that look like like there's just so many unanswered questions when it comes to that but let's go ahead and take a look at the crossfit ad that was recently put out i guess you could call it an ad it's really just an instagram post that maybe wasn't thought through all the way and it's this one you guys know it i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna skip through all these because they ended up putting like what 10 slides one two three four five six seven eight nine ten did you guys read did you guys actually go through and read all those 10 slides oh my goodness and the funny part about it is is like the conversation about the injury rates but if you look over to the side and you go to like the the caption of it sounded better because it says Amy West is a specialist in sports medicine, a graduate of Harvard Med, Harvard, which is coming under some, some hot water for their scientific, alleged scientific misconduct, which broken science is all over. We'll go venture over there and check that out in just a minute. But Amy West, a specialist in sports medicine, a graduate of Harvard and a team physician for the, I'm, some fucking acronym athletic department conducted a literature review on injury rates for various exercise methods. Okay. So why don't you just show us the study? Like, why don't what, like, or why don't you have her talk about it or why don't we dive into it? Right. But like you just put up a bunch of fake text messages going back and forth, which by the way, that's already not good for the look. Like if you want to have like some sort of authenticity, like make your, the content, authentic like have amy talk about it go to a crossfit gym interview some other people show the study that she did link us to the studies that she's doing so we could read them for ourselves instead it's kind of this really awkward back and forth fake conversation um between you know some unknown person and some unknown crossfit hater <laughs> now i get the i get the sediment I get the spirit of it, right? Because, hey, have you guys have CrossFitters, you guys have run into this before. You go and you meet somebody who's like either a PT or they're a chiropractor, and then they say, oh, I love you CrossFitters because you keep me in business. What the fuck? It doesn't even, I hate when people say that because it doesn't even really make sense. The other thing is, is that if you do suffer quote unquote injuries, nine times out of 10, they're just musculature problems that could be fixed with a little stretching, a proper prehab, a rehab exercise, and a, a little foam rolling for the most part. And they claim it to be injury. And then you already know the path that that's going to take. You're going to go see your doctor and your doctor's going to say, don't move it at all. Sit on the couch. Take these pills. Go see the PT. It's just, it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of the doctor's time. It's crazy. It's crazy. But anyhow, I just... I just thought that this was like comical. I just had to like laugh. Because the other thing too is, is like how many people did it take to come up with this? Like how many like like people of approval was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, this is going to be a hitter. Let's go ahead and just make up a conversation back and forth <laughs> with each other. Um, and we're going to check out in a moment here the CrossFit grant, uh, their CrossFit Instagram at large and just kind of like scroll it, just troll their gram. But what do you guys think about that 30 million? How close do you think they'll they'll ever talk about that again? Or if they do, do you think that they'll like 
change it and say like, oh, we we like to put the, the goalposts really far out there. We knew this is a multi-year uh, type thing. We weren't expecting to get 30 million in a year, which I get that. But it's just interesting that, um, it's just interesting that you would say a big claim like that, but I, I doubt we'll ever have any follow-up. And I don't think that there'll ever be any like tactile like milestones of like, hey, we made 5 million. Hey, we made 10. This is what we did. This is how we're going to get there. Uh, what is this? Oh, <laughs> Bruce Wayne to send, Bruce Wayne to send me a thumbnail. It's always funny seeing my face cut out on something. Absolutely terrifying to see that. Stephen Flores, what's worse, having diabetes and other comorbidities or orthopedic injury? Yeah, one is a moment of time and an inconvenience, and the other one is a death sentence. I mean, it's no fucking. You know what I mean? It's not even a comparison. Um, Aaron Frazier, related to Matt Frazier. Matt Frazier's long-lost brother. Susa, do you think PTs are a waste of time? No, not at all. I think it depends on the PT. It's the same thing in the medical industry all the time, right? It depends on the doctor. It depends on the dietitian. It depends on the physical therapist. I think, unfortunately, by and large, um, you know, they're maybe not as effective as, effective as they could be. And I also know that a lot of the situation when it comes to the medical community, their hands are tied by the insurance companies. So like they might be able to do a certain amount of procedure or something like that. But at the end of the day, they don't have a gym inside their physical um, therapy facility. How are they going to get you back to exercise? And that's part of the problem. It's like working with the firefighters, some of these guys get get injured on the job, like no shit, like a piece of roof falls on their head or one guy was like, Oh, my back has problems. And I'm like, wow, what happened with your back? And he's like, I fell out of a helicopter. And I'm like, the fuck, like maybe lead with that. Um, so yeah, so there's certain times where obviously those PTs to get them back to normal functioning, um, movement is important, but then what happens from where the PT leaves them to get them back to exercising. And that's a pretty big gap that's missed, especially in that first, uh, responder community. And so, if you are a PT and you don't have a um, some sort of gym like a squat rack or pull a bar or something that could get somebody back to normal functioning exercise, then you're kind of missing half of the work that needs to be done. So I don't even think that answered your question, but that's cool. Oh, barbell spin, fantastic! Now we have somebody with some actual facts here. Don already admitted thirty million is a lofty goal. So he set the goal and then immediately backpedaled. We're going 30 million. It was a bit aggressive back there, guys. I was a bit aggressive. We're going to go for 1 million. Um, Don already admitted 30 million is a lofty goal. Plus, he never really defined how they will count 30 million. So the question that I have, hold on. Savon's calling me right now. Hey. Uh, the phone, the phone forwarding's on. Oh, awesome. Okay, you're live right now. Thank you for doing that. I'll turn this uh, Bluetooth on right now. Okay, thank you. Okay, we have the call line. Amazing. Did he text me that? Oh, yeah, he did. Thank you. Thank you, Savon, for uh, sending me out the lifeline here. Hold on, guys. Let me get it set. Well, you're used to this because it's a roadcast. It's going, whoa, that, why did I feel like the light really washed my face out right there? We could turn it down and talk about some dark stuff. Ay, 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 I am a mess. Okay, the phone is now connected in the um, call line is up. Okay, so if you guys want to call in on this, like, yeah, do it. Let's have some conversations. 
Um, plus, he never okay. Back to the barbell spin question. Don already admitted thirty million is a lot to go. Plus, he never really defined how they will count thirty million. So then, what was the point of that statement? That's what I want to ask. Like, where did like how did there was some point there was like a conversation around that, and he was like, "I'm going to present this." And the issue that I have is like, if you're going to present that, and you're going to show it. Like, are are we going to back it up, or are we just are we just gassing the room up, just gassing it up, Kenneth? Uh, Aston Dave's week review. That's the only way to get some kind of answer to tough questions. Yep. Yep. It. Yep. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. I love Dave. Um, Susie tell my PT is a CrossFitter skier, mountain biker, and I'm blessed. Yes. That is somebody who you want to find somebody who, who works out avidly, who does new sports, who's super active and understands your needs. If you go to your, doctor or your PT or something and they're overweight and they don't really exercise at all. Like, fuck, get out of there because how are they even going to understand your needs and, and what you need to like get back to? Um, somebody could play it safe and call the first, uh, make the first call and just test the line. You don't actually have to call out with a question. Um, Steven falling out of a helicopter is bad for your health. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, definitely, definitely. I will have my L1 and I'll finish PT school next year. Yes, we need more people like you, Stephen Flores, um, that understand it from like a really higher level. And you're going to better serve your clients who aren't CrossFitters too. If you're able to get people back to truly functional exercise and movement and not just like little things with the band until the person decides that the going to the uh, class is like done. Yo, you need a list, call line, Caleb, et cetera. My two cents, you are a hundred percent right. I do, I kind of have a list, but yeah. Um, let me get down to the bottom of these comments. Okay, we don't have choices here. My doctor, Sabir and Kelly, we don't have choices here. My sports doctor is overweight, so I don't take half of his advice. <laughs> yeah, fuck, that's a hard um. That's a hard thing. If you go into your doctor's office and you could tell that they're not already active and stuff like that. I always go, I always go back and forth. I have a question for you guys. What do you think about coaches that are great coaches, great communicators, but aren't maybe can't necessarily do some of the higher skill stuff like muscle ups and handstand walks and stuff like that. Do you think that they should still be teaching those movements or for some reason, do you think that they should not? I am curious as to how you guys feel about that and then i will give uh my opinion afterwards um i i wanted to show you guys this this cool little graph i'm uh a pretty big nerd when it comes to some sort of data or graph that also moves that's like animated so you could see how it's changed over the time i don't know why i love that uh tony martin let's see what he says i followed mark riptoad's shoulder rehab and never pulled uh told my pt i blew through pt and got released Fair enough. <laughs> Emily Rolf's husband, Jonathan Ortega. Em Emily Rolf's husband can't do it, but he can coach it and teach it to you. So he, so Jonathan's in favor of that. Okay, cool. Uh, my two cents. I don't think you should look like my photo and be teaching. Why not though? Why not? What if they've like? What if they've already lost like a hundred pounds and they're still conti continuing on that journey? And they love to coach. Should you not take advice from them and coach from them? They could coach. I don't know. Uh, name one coach from elite sport who is top tier sport as their player, Jake Chapman. Great point. 
I mean, you see, like, for us, like, American football, like, if you watch, I said American football because I know Jake. Jake's not, I know he's a UKer. Um, when you see the coaches of those teams, half of them, you're like, there's no way that dude could even run the length of the football field. But they're great coaches. That's not their job to run the length of the football field. Their job is to make sure that the team does it really efficiently. Um, so I agree with that. Uh, here we go. Somebody with a different point of view. Brandon Gomez definitely should. I had a coach that was in her late fifties and could give the best use. Oh, they should coach. I wanted to find somebody who disagreed with that point. <laughs> um, let's see a couple of you guys here. Oh, barbell spin with another awesome comment. Do you want Frazier to be your coach? I don't know if you watched, uh, some of Hiller's videos, I would say, no, <laughs> going to show up to the dungeon, show up to get fit, leave with a mental problem. Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. Joke. Um, bunch of CrossFit coaches are still doing CrossFit. Pep wasn't top tier. Laugh out loud, spin. Yeah, I don't think, I think the number one most important thing for you to possess as a coach is your ability to communicate. And we focus a ton on all like the tactile stuff like and how to see and correct movement obviously that's super important but if you don't understand like how to communicate to each individual person and the nuance as you are like roaming the floor and how i need to treat this person and how they respond to certain cues versus this person and how they respond to certain cues um if you don't have that down it doesn't matter how good you're seeing and correcting movement and all the anatomy stuff, you know, and the best community, uh, the best cues you could give. If you're not able to communicate them and change from nuance to person to person as you do it, then it, it doesn't matter how great of a coach you are. And so I always talk about like communication books as being part of the repertoire as what you need for coaching or just like listening to a audible book on communication or a podcast or something like that, because most people um, don't work on their communication in that regard. They don't study it. They don't learn how to become better at it. And I think that if you do, not only will it make you better at everything else you do in life, but especially if you're a coach, I mean, your whole entire job is to transmit a message. Your whole entire job is to communicate something that's going to change the way somebody moves to make them more efficient and better. And if you're not working on the piece of like that transmission and how you're doing it and how you're bettering yourself at it, then all the L1s, the L2s, the L3s, like none of that shit will matter if you don't have great communication. And on top of that, if you want to level yourself up in that gym, maybe become like the full-time coach or eventually become an owner of the gym, then fuck your communication is going to have to, you're going to have to get really good at two things, communicating and letting shit just roll off your back. And so I go back to the quote that I was talking, that I shared with you guys earlier, which is like, don't waste your time on the dumb shit because there's a certain time limit that is assigned to us all. And if you just spend your time spinning your wheels in the mud um, and getting caught up in all this, you know, bullshit that doesn't matter in the day to day, then uh, yeah, you're just completely wasting your time. But as an affiliate owner, you're going to be responsible not only to communicate and transmit the message of your vision and how you want your gym to be ran to your coaches, but then you're going to also have to do that to your members. And you're going to have to be really good at dealing with conflict and like crucial conversations that come up because as affiliate owners, as coaches, like our job is directly working with people. Like you think it's teaching them CrossFit and it is, but also it's not because 
you're you're dealing with personalities you're dealing with their psychology like how how are their mood coming in here today and if you guys know that i've been coaching for a long time like you become half a therapist which is kind of funny because that's what i did a little bit when i bartended as well <laughs> but i'm glad to be on the other side of that and giving the quote unquote therapy while they're doing something to better their lives rather than the quote unquote therapy while you're just serving them alcohol because you know that's not going to end well uh sunday rambler susan what's your favorite communication book i started reading about the love language love language love languages are great my personal favorite is called thanks for the feedback um as far as a communication book let's bring that up here for you guys thanks for the feedback it takes a little bit we're like 24 minutes in maybe about maybe about 14 minutes ago 10 minutes ago you get more comfortable talking talking to you guys it's talking to you guys but it's also just talking to me on on a screen and like there's no like when i stop talking if you're like wait for a response you just get the radio silence so it takes a little bit to uh settle into the format um okay so here's the book i'll share with you guys thanks for the feedback the science and art of receiving feedback well but also like giving feedback in this book so this will be its weight in gold for you guys as coaches and as affiliate owners like listen to this read this book and if you actually like truly like take it in and listen to it with the intent of changing then the way that you communicate i promise your relationships and everything else will will get better all around you no question about that no question about that you got to hit this button so we can see all our beautiful sponsors back there is the phone not working? Or are you guys just fucking like, fuck this? I'm not calling in. I'm not calling in. Oh, perfect. Okay, I just got sent something. We're going to add that to the notes in just a minute here. Um, let's go through a couple more questions. Standing room only. Susie, you mentioned uh, you give your new coaches a book. That's it. Yeah, I do. It's actually... Um, let's see what... It's here. Oh, Bingo. All right. I do have them right here. Okay. Yes. So I, this is the a coach's handbook and I make, even if you've been coaching, like if you show up to my gym and you're like, I've been coaching for whatever, three years, I'm like, fucking great. You're still going to go through this portion of it because I'm not going to assume anything. And we're going to make sure we're on the uh, same page. We'll go through that in a minute. Here we go. Um, hold on one second, caller. One second. Okay. Caller, are you there? No. Hi. Hey, yes, I got you. Just, just testing the line for you guys. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yep. Hey, no hey, worries. one question: Have you ever, um, have are you a coach? Do you coach CrossFit? No. Do you? Uh, no, I do. Go, cro do you go to CrossFit gym? Yeah. What's the culture like at your gym? If you could sum it up in one word. In one word. One word. Um, putting you on the spot. Honestly, probably fantastic. That's awesome that's a great that's a great word to describe it all right thank you for calling and testing the line i won't put no, you on the me. spot with any more questions <laughs> all right thank Have you all right you too bye okay so we know it works assholes you could call in um uh but yeah so anyhow this is the coach's handbook it's got a lot of like our element stuff in it there's like the logistics checklist, um, the timing of the classes, like this whole whole portion is like how they want, we want them to conduct themselves. This is kind of like the flow chart. So as they come in, they know exactly like where they are 
um, in their journey. And so do I, or any other coach that is taking them through the intern process. So like you could open it up and you could see where they are, what they've done, what we still need them to do. Uh, I do have small little tests at the end of it. That, I mean, they're basically just to see like how well you could, you know, field questions and stuff like that. So we do a uh, whiteboard competency test where we'll put up two or three workouts onto a whiteboard and then we'll have the coach who's going to be on the floor, like give us back the workouts. And then we fill them questions and kind of like raise their hand and be like, my, my arms don't work. How am I going to do the snatch legless rope climb workout? And they have to kind of like go through that and, um, and we see what it looks like as they process different questions that we filled at them. And then we also do a warm up uh, competency. So what we'll do is we'll give them one workout. We'll leave the room for a couple of minutes and we'll have them come up with like a general uh, warm up and then a specific warm up. And then we like explain why they like chose what they chose and how this is going to benefit people in the uh, workout. And then I also have this one, which uh, this just started at the gym not that long ago. This is like the general manager one. And um, this has everything from like all the expectations on like, this is my personal copy, but this is all like the expectations on like what we want them to do. Um, yeah. And different things. And then when we go through and we just, if you set expectation at the beginning of what you want your coaches or the manager of your gym or your front desk or whatever the case is going to be, if you set the expectations and they're clearly defined, it becomes a lot easier to reinforce your standards and your expectations because all you have to do is recall back to where you guys started. If you don't set an expectation and you don't set a standard and you don't spend some time um, really focused on that and like going through it together, inevitably issues are going to come up. And when issues come up, you, you're going to be like, hey, we do it this way here. And then they're going to come back to you and be like, I didn't know that. How was I supposed to know that? And then you kind of get in this tit for tat thing, as opposed to when everybody's fresh at the beginning, there hasn't been any history between you guys. The new coach is all gun ho to do everything the right way and everything else. You manage expectations, set expectation right at the beginning, and it gives you kind of a, uh, a foundation to always um, pull back to. Uh, Dana Gary, I'm just pulling these questions out of nowhere. And sorry if there's other comments down, I got <laughs> stuck up here. Uh, Daniel Gary, um, did you always do a good job of separating friendships in your business? Early CrossFit gyms blurred those lines frequently. I did a terrible job at that at the beginning. Terrible job at that. And you got to remember too, when I first opened the gym, I was like 25, 26. Um, so it took a lot of trial by error. Uh, I've faced all the same issues that most CrossFit gyms are going to, where you have a head coach that's doing a bunch of hours and you know has different expectations of how they want you to run your gym and you guys inevitably reach conflict and the coach says fuck you i'm out of here and throws the key at you one day when you're sweeping up the ropes that's not a specific example or maybe it is and they leave and they say i'm taking 20 members with me and they start calling all your members and they're like hey i'm at the new gym you should come over here um yeah i've, I've had to deal with with all of that and that's how Number one, I started to study more communication of like, okay, how could I navigate these conversations better and how could I avoid them from the get-go? And then started to come up with my own system and procedure. And both the, well, with the exception of the general manager one is a more recent one that I did. But the other coach's handbook, a lot of that stuff is from years ago when I first like put it all down on paper um, earlier, like right around the time that I found like Chris Cooper and stuff like that. So that would have been probably about seven years ago eight years ago when I originally started to write those out and they always, I'm always like evolving them, right? You always have to check back in and say like, Hey, is this true? Do we still operate this way? Are we still adhering to our own expectations that we're setting? Um, cause you, you gotta always, always keep, keep that in check. Uh, Sean, Susan, do you know, um, 
Souza, you know the way you want to follow Chris Cooper. I want to follow you. 11 flight from Dublin. Teach me your ways. <laughs> 11 hours is quite quite the part. Dude, I, I, I've had conversations with um, a couple people that have called in or like, you know, super enthusiastic about coaching. They want to run their own gym. And I'm just like, fuck, I wish you guys lived closer because I would definitely, um, I could definitely use a lot of the coaching help and would love to set something up in a manner that allows you to like ascend in a CrossFit gym. Um, that's another thing too. Like if you do own a gym, always keep communication with your coaches that are doing full time and take in information from them. Don't start blocking information or think you know everything. Um, because I never understood this. And a lot of the coaches that will call me always call me with the conflict of like, Hey, I'm at the gym. I really think that things should be done this way. I coach all the classes. The members are, or the owners are never there. The members also agree with some of the, the initiatives that I want to do. Like, how do I get the gym owner to agree with me on this? And now we're butting heads and there's this whole issue, which from a gym owner's perspective, I never really fully understood that because if you're managing expectation um, right away and then you're bringing them in as more of a partner rather than employee, um, there's a lot of great stuff that could come out of that, especially if you have somebody who's like, a real go-getter and wants to do a bunch of cool stuff with the gym. Like don't, don't become like the opposition of that person. See if you could find a way to work with them to, to better your, better your communities. Um, all right, let's bring something else up. We're going to change it here. I'm going to go back to the data, the data graphic for a minute. I can't play the, uh, I can't actually play the song on it because it's just music the whole time. But this is U.S. rent prices versus income. And uh, it starts at 1985. There's a red uh, line that's the rent prices. There's a blue line that is the income. And right now, the income is uh, higher than the red line. And very quickly, in 1987, they cross. And rent prices just skyrocket. Um, and income drops quite significantly. Even like as it climbs and going back to what rambler said the first time about uh ai taking over jobs you could see where it said right there the tech boom and you watched how like everything dropped and then started to come back up because as more money gets put into technologies and yeah people end up losing their jobs as we learn to put jobs behind those technologies the human resources of it grow but look at that that's fucking crazy that is crazy so the blue line, if you're just listening to this, is damn near at the bot very bottom, and the rent price has completely soared, and we're at September of 2020 right now. Yeah, that's nuts, huh? Rambler. Blame private equity. I don't know if you could just blame one entity like that. But I saw that I saw this uh, graphic, and I just wanted to share this with you guys because I just thought that 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 was that was just incredible. No real answer for that on my end. <laughs> just interesting fact that I wanted to share with you guys. Okay, we got another one. Maybe this will spark some call-ins. Have you guys been seeing on Instagram and like all over the TikToks that there's like this takeover? And maybe it's just my maybe it's just my um algorithm of course because like they just put more in front of what i watch right but more in front of me the stuff that i watch yeah there we go got that out but what about this like demon thing have you guys been watching this like these celebrities and like rappers and and um 
and pop artists and like anybody who basically seems like they quote unquote popped out of nowhere and are famous for a thing um, and are apparently put there by the devil and are doing certain things to worship the devil in public um, to give signs that, that, that that's what they're a part of. And that's why they are a celebrity or famous person. And in this case, and in this example, and I'm sure you guys have seen this by now, but uh, Andrew Tate called out Ice Spice. I don't even know who the fuck Ice Spice is until this, which is interesting. Did you guys know who Ice Spice was? Maybe it's just me. I don't really listen to music and shit, so fuck, I don't know. But uh, Andrew Tate called out Ice Spice for allegedly promoting Satanism. Satan, <laughs> if I could say it right, Satanism during her Super Bowl appearance by making what he perceives as devil symbols and wearing an upside down cross. Um, okay, so we're gonna play the clip and then uh, and then Andrew uh, right there. So what they're referring to is her hands there, which make that with the nails and especially like the low quality photo, it does look creepy as shit though, doesn't it? Yeah, Janelle, no, no clue who she is. Yeah, me either. Me either. Olivia, I thought she was a porn star. <laughs> oh, Justin Cody, because they've sold their souls. Yeah, that's what that's what like the whole consensus is, right? They sold their souls for fame and gold. Um Marcus Nielsen, thank you for becoming a member. Please enjoy all the cool behind the scenes stuff. Um, and then Marcus, you became a member again. Maybe you double paid. Thank you for, for that. Um, I thought she was a spice girl. That's what I thought when they said ice spice. I was like, damn, she looks young for how old I thought they were. Okay. So she's making the devil hand sing, um, symbols here. Ross and kind of stares at it and lifts it up. And apparently that is a, the upside on a very serious serious note you have someone wearing an upside down cross making devil symbols at the biggest cultural event in american history yeah everything i said about how you can see demons if you pay attention did you look at her and think that's a demon maybe you didn't but after listening to this please pay attention she is wearing an upside down cross the matrix has made her famous nobody knows why it's certainly not yeah that's interesting right the matrix made her famous hmm None of us knew who she is. Because of fucking talent. I think she's and, wearing she's, Balenciaga too. and she's wearing Balenciaga, which Molestiaga. we know child molesters. Which are child molesters. And she's making devil symbols. What more, what kind of clue are you looking for if those aren't the clues you need? What, me... what, do you want? what do you guys think? What do you guys think? I don't know. Eric Wise, Illuminati. How Roberts, I thought she was a Spice Girl. My teenagers laughed at me, and I assumed she wasn't a Spice Girl. <laughs> yeah, recycled names. Jonathan Ortega, Andrew Tate is an idiot. Bold claim. Bold claim. The algorithm made her popular. Yep. Kenneth Alap, shit's real. Interesting. Interesting. Like I said, I feel like I see more of it, but... It's like the shit that gets put in front of us because of the algorithm. Like who said that um, up here before? Whatever. One of the comments. I lost it. But the algorithm. Yeah, exactly. Like that. If you watch those and then you watch it a bunch of times, the algorithm is going to say, oh, 
they like this content. Let's put more of this type of content in front of them. And there you go. Now you feel like you see it everywhere. So I get it. I get it. Judy Reed, glad you're here. Now we can start. This is exciting. Mike McCassie, no, Tate is entertaining as hell. You think so? Okay. What was this one? Navigating hard questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So going back to communication, this guy is a communication genius. Watch how he handles this tough question here. Watch this. This guy in the microphone, I don't know if we're going to catch this first part, but he says, how many genders are here? How many genders are there? I don't know. I just got here. Because <laughs> <laughs> a genius, like a perfect way to escape the question. How many genders are there? I don't know. I just got here. <laughs> when in doubt, just don't even answer the question at all. Okay. Why we're on the uh, Illuminati uh, devil thing. Let's bring up a little Taylor, Taylor Swift conspiracy theory, huh? Now, tell me what you guys think of this. Know what Super Bowl this is? It's 58. You know what 5 plus 8 is? 13. It's Taylor Swift's album called 13. Yo! Dang! You guys know the date of the Super Bowl? It's the 11. Yeah. Of? February. February. 11, 11 plus 11. 2. <laughs> yeah. Yo! <laughs> who, do, who are they playing? The 49ers. It's 4 plus 9. Dude, come on. <laughs> 13. Just saying. What seed are the 49ers? The 1 seed. What seed are the Chiefs? The 2 seed. No. The 3. 1, one three. 3. 13. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is so stupid. Where's uh, Taylor Swift coming from? She's coming from Tokyo to okay. the Super Bowl. What does that mean? A flight from Tokyo to Las Vegas. It's 13, 13 hours. It's 13 hours. <laughs> this is and I'm stupid. not even kidding. <laughs> what the fuck? You know how many games? Taylor uh, Swift has been to 13? 13 12 this is the 13 <laughs> the Super Bowl will be the 13 <laughs> is this is this all true this, yeah no this is this all for real That's... <laughs> what do you guys think about that one <laughs> I think it's it oh Rambler Swifty here lover yeah so he's all about the thing all about the number 13 I think it's funny the guy that just keeps going yo that's just that's the job I want on this show. That's what I do to Seb on all the time. Just hype him up. Frank, if Don Fall sells his soul to the devil, will that get us 30 million crossfitters? <laughs> that's probably the funniest thing I've heard you say. Uh, Kendall, how was the Hell Summit? The Hell Summit was awesome. The Hell Summit was incredible. The speakers that were there were really great. Um, I know that CrossFit captured a lot of them. They'll trickle out that content over time. So you guys will definitely get to see um, see the or hear the speeches uh, and see the speeches. But I, I love the health stuff with CrossFit. I think that that's going to be how we reach a larger audience over time, um, especially working with other people that are in our space that might not necessarily be CrossFitters yet, kind of like the Rhonda Patrick type with a large audience that's really into personal responsibility and um, and taking care of uh, diseases at their core through lifestyle changes. So, you know, as we get more and more of those people with their audiences, I think we'll turn more and more people on to CrossFit. So I like it from that point of view as well, just reaching a larger audience. But I also like it from what exactly 
CrossFit is, like the methodology at its core and how that relates to health. Because to me, that's the most important part. I know we get caught up with the CrossFit games and the competition side of stuff quite a bit um, because it's fun. It's cool. And it's an expression of what we do like at the highest level. But it's not the most important thing that we do. And so I love the fact that they're kind of uh, investing into these health summits. I hope they do um, more and more of them each year. I know Dave's ta uh, talked about that trainer summit. That would be really cool. They already do the affiliate uh, summits. I just got a email um, yesterday, actually, saying that there's going to be an affiliate summit here in Northern California, I think, in like April or something like that, um, which is really cool. Because anytime you bring all those people together into the same room, everybody starts talking, you start cross-pollinating ideas and uh if anything else, it just leaves you feeling really energized about the work that you do and excited to go back and do it. And so that's what I think like um, the most important part of the health summit was, is that it just fired everybody up. It gave a ton of information and, um, and it, and it empowered people to go back to give that information back to their members of their gym and uh, their friends and family around them. So it was great. It was great. One life CrossFit. We don't believe in coincidences but they have to exist. Uh, Miss Burns, what's up? Susan flying solo this morning. Yes. Hanging in there with it. Um, Jonathan Ortega. I had a friend that tried to explain the 13 to me. She said it was symbolism. I asked, what does it symbol? He couldn't tell me. It's like, <laughs> that's like what everybody, everybody knows details, but nobody knows big picture, right? <laughs> Uh, Frank, how much of the health summit was done by HQ seems to be like Karen organized it and Sevon promoted it. And I held both their hands through the whole process. So Karn was contracted by CrossFit to put on the event. That's what CrossFit does these days is that you guys know, they probably contracted somebody to make that silly little text message thing back and forth. Um, that's what they're, that's what they do now. That's what they do. They've reduced their team down. I mean, there's no marketing team really anymore after they let go of Keith. I don't know who else is like in marketing department. So maybe they don't have it anymore. Um, also too, you guys know that their media team has shrunk down to like two people, if that. So, and they outsource everything. And I think they're going to outsource marketing and other stuff like that. So hold on to your hats. It should look crazy. Um, oh, Susie Tell, she was there, helped out. Someone was great, along with a weekend of activities. How great was Friday at CrossFit Central in Austin? Amazing workout by Boss, 65 more CrossFitters. Yeah, a lot of fun. Really cool. Really cool. I hope you guys get a chance to go to the uh, next one here. Cody, I think I met Zeb, but there were 200 owners there, so I shook a lot of hands and had many conversations over coffee. Yeah, cool. That's what it's about. Frank. Dave talked about the uh, trainer summit, lots of talk and promises from HQ to get affiliates to stay affiliated. Well, they got to do something. And here's the thing to Dave's point. Like I, I think we have to realize that how things process through HQ anymore. It's not like Don, and this is my thoughts. I don't know this to be true. This is just, this is just my thoughts here. But I think that um, Don and Dave don't have very much autonomy in terms of pulling the trigger on decisions a lot. I think now all decisions have to go through a certain like filter of stuff to where meaning I have an idea. So I'm going to tell Don. Don's going to say, hey, I like this idea. We need this and this back from it. Then I give this and this back to Don. And then Don takes it to the board and says, hey, we want to allocate resources to here. And here's why. And then the board has to go, okay, have you thought about this? And then it trickles back down to Dave. And they say, hey, have you thought about this? And then 
Dave puts something together and he runs it back up the line to the board. And then the board says, okay, cool. We can invest this much money into it. And then Dave goes, oh, I wanted $10 and you guys gave me five. And they're like, we'll make it work with five. And then he has to make some adjustments. And so all that to say, I think that when Dave truly says like, we're considering it, we're working on it. I, I still believe him. I think that he is. I think that there's a lot of great ideas. And I think that he knows that there's a lot of great ideas and it's just going to be about how well they could execute on those ideas. And if they get autonomy and funding, again, my opinion from the board to execute on them, because I think that there's just a lot of red tape in place. Maybe before when it was just Greg, we could be like, Hey, Greg, we're going to run an affiliate summit. And then Greg just goes, Sounds like a great idea. And the next thing you know, they're working on it. That is not the case. And that will never, ever be the case again with CrossFit too. So you guys have to realize that. And if you think that things are going to move that quickly, um, like they did back in the old days, or like it's just the matter of fact of having an internal conversation and then acting on it, I don't think that's the case anymore. I think that everything has to be ran through through the board. Um, and then it has to get approved and there has to be like this process to it. Yes, somebody from X, awesome. All right. Just popping in to say hi. You guys are doing amazing work. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's always uh, funny when somebody else, um, it's it's always funny when somebody else comments from like either Facebook or like X or like something like that. Or like, ooh, somebody new here from a different platform. Um, here we go. We got to call it. Except for the part, Matt almost got sex trafficked by a Hispanic man. I don't remember that part. Did that did that almost happen to me? <laughs> Yo, Carl, what's up, man? How you doing? What's happening, boy? Hey, good to hear your voice. Yeah, man, it's good to be here. I've been on a on a drought lately as far as my Savon content consumption. Yeah, so it's good to catch a little bit of catch a little bit of live with Susie. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right on, right on. Well, welcome to the show. This is Blade. For those of you well, guys thanks. who don't recognize the voice here. Oh, whoops, hit the wrong button. There we go. <laughs> that's a, a, I hit the yellow one. Accidentally on purpose. Accidentally on purpose. Point taken. That, that's what I get. That's what I get for being asses. So long. Yeah. That's what I get. I'll take my L. <laughs> so how you doing, but, man? Uh, I've been, I, I'm great, man. So I've been listening for a little bit now, and uh, I just took a couple notes. And then, and then we can go from there. Then there was one. Call a uh, person who asked me in the comments a question that I thought had validity just to get this, keep this going. But yeah. back when you were back when you're talking about coaches, so yep. excuse me for bouncing around, but back when you're talking about coaches, back when I used to coach, there was this dude, I gave everybody nicknames. There was a dude I called Pops. He was an old dude. And I called him Pops. And uh, one day I was coaching, being my kind of energetic self. And he said, He's like, you know, when I come in here and you're coaching, it's really a breath of fresh air. And that was probably the dope. That stuck before. That's the one compliment that stuck with me. I don't even remember any other compliment. Who knows? That might have been the only one I ever got as a coach. <laughs> Doubt it. But, but uh, I think, like, now, obviously, you need to know the game when it comes to coaching. You can't just be a breath of fresh air, and that's the end-all, be-all. Right. But if coaches, if coaches thrive for that to make like that hour, hour and a half, whatever, to be the best part of somebody's day. Yep. That, that shit would, that shit would be contagious and it would grow like wildfire. You know what I'm saying? Not like, not like, Oh, well you, you kicked ass at regionals while well, I'm aging myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you, kicked ass at, you kicked ass at semifinals 
oh my god i saw your pr whatever whatever those are those are dope don't get me wrong yep and it's nice 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 to get your back padded every once in a while for stuff like that but when somebody comes at you talking about you're really a breath of fresh air that's mm. that's the name that's the name of the game right there and if you could get a few doing that who also you know obviously love crossfit and aren't snapping everybody up yeah and remembering what what got them there then Hold on, I'm sorry, I saw the truck. I'm, I'm rocking right now. Nice. Um, get, get, them on, get them on that hype, then yep. I think that's a, a good foundation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like if you, like you, you already said it, if you come in and you got great energy, what's up, how are you doing? Like all of a sudden, <clears throat> all the stress and the shit that they walk through the door with kind of melts away for that hour, right? Like they don't got to think right. about it anymore. And you and you've laid the foundation for that just with the energy and the way that you address them right when they walk in the door. Right. And and it's reading the room. Like, hey, who's that that black dude off the office? The one who's salty as fuck. Y'all know oh. who you know who I'm talking about? I know exactly. Yeah, but you, I'm terrible you with can the name. Yes, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Exactly. So always like monotone. It's about reading the room too. Yep. Yeah, it's about reading the room because those cats, those cats that walked in like that every day and i i didn't i didn't waver now i didn't fucking laugh them and smile on them smile them into submission right but i did i did get micro dose them with i ain't going nowhere motherfucker i'm gonna be smiling at your ass and, <laughs> and you go smile one day and every once in a while i'll get them to crack a smile and once we you break that seal you got them at least for a day yep you know what i mean so so it's yep. like a balance you, you can't be motherfucking SpongeBob, you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't, be, you can't be SpongeBob out here totally. all the way. But but everybody need a little bit of that in them to make it better. Completely. I, <laughs> I then, 100% uh, agree, yep. Let's see, the next note I had is there's a saying, I, I put it in the comments quite often, I tell people all the time, there's, uh, there's two. One is, I'd rather you be an asshole to my face than a snake in the grass. Mm. And uh, a lot of people, man, we're falling into a big spell of this feel-good energy, but we're forgetting, like, a lot of these motherfuckers are snakes in the grass. Yeah, they make you feel good right now, and, and then you feel all warm and fuzzy, but what's their, what's going on behind the scenes? What's their intentions? Yep. And we're getting, yep. so, we, we, you know, we want, we want comfy. We want, we want the acquaintance who will tell us, oh, do what's best for you. Oh, yeah, mess. Oh, just one hit. Are oh, you good? You got to do what's best for you. Not, not the actual friend who's like, the fuck wrong with you? Yep. No, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. What you mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so now, no matter where you are, like in every aspect, everywhere you look, we're kind of folding to snakes in the grass because we don't want the discomfort of somebody being an asshole to our face. Oh. Yeah. When I'm, you know, when I'm working, I'll, like I'll be talking with somebody. And I'll, there'll be a moment where I take a deep breath. I go, okay, could I, is it okay if I speak to you as your homie? Like, can I speak to you as Blade mm. and not officer such and such? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. And then I'll hit them. I'll be like, bruh, what are you doing? What's wrong? <laughs> like, and I go, at any moment, tell me like to pull back. Or if I feel this getting too tense, then we can pull it back. But like, you need to use your head and then I'll talk to them like I'm their homie. Mm-hmm. Like how I would want advice spoken to me, and it's it's oddly refreshing. Like when I get when I get in a little pissing match with somebody, yeah, they're being real with me, and I'm being real with them. Yeah, of course our blood boils a little bit, and we may go cry in the car for a few minutes. 
But after, but after you settle down, it's like, actually, that's actually oddly refreshing that somebody will like step to you every once in a while because you know it's real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And and you don't have to guess their intentions or second guess yourself of how the uh, how the interaction went. You know how it went because both people being honest right there, right? Exactly. Yep. And then uh, the other saying I have is. If it stinks like shit everywhere you go, you might want to check your own drawers. <laughs> <laughs> you might be the common denominator. <laughs> exactly, because, you know, people keep wanting to run from certain situations, and they'll be like, oh, man, I came here, and it was this. And so, and then it's cool for, like, a month or two. But yeah. then no matter where you go, you are you. Unless you change, no matter where you go, you are you. Mm. And so then you go somewhere else. And then it stinks like shit again. <laughs> and so we can we can keep we can keep trying to do or we as in CrossFit. I'm not I'm not them, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um they keep trying to do the same shit and running from harsh truths or whatever it may be. But if we keep doing all this, then we're gonna be in the same exact spot. Because at some point we gotta make decisions. And make tough decisions. Mm-hmm. And the thing about t- the thing about tough decisions is, don't nobody want to make them. Right. And so, right. That's kind of the crossroads we're at right now. When you were talking about the chain, you know, and uh, okay, we're we're working on that. And I understand this is this has gotten to a point where it's big as fuck. You know, what I mean, like it's it's a lot bigger than just a mom and pop. Now we done accidentally grown into a motherfucking Denny's. Right. So it is what it is. <laughs> but. But there's a saying, the worst decision is no decision. And so if something isn't isn't going well, and y'all just stay piddle paddling for six months, for eight months, for a year and a half, for three years. Before you know it, it's been five years, and y'all are in the same spot, or if not worse, because nothing's changed and people are continuing to get pissed. And and you just floating in space, you know what I'm saying? Oh, totally, yeah. And so we need that asshole to our face again, and... It was, you know, obviously it was glass. I love that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but and then and then to a, to a degree, it was Castro for a little bit, mm. and he he ain't completely softened up. But I'd be lying if I said it it didn't feel a little bit different. Yeah, you know, what I mean? it, yeah, he used, yeah. to, have, he used to have two middle fingers in the air. Now he got, now he got one. <laughs> and now it's kind of low. It's kind of low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know, hey, you know when you were, you know, you were, when you were like third grade, you just want to flip somebody off real quick, <laughs> sneak <laughs> it in like, there. You get away. Exactly. That's kind of that's kind of how his middle finger is now. Mm-hmm. And so, agreed. I'm just yeah. kind of, yeah. So I think I think when we get somebody like that who is just like this is what we are. If we, we're going to be fine. We're going to be here. If y'all want to take your super billions somewhere else, so be it. But we're going to be here. Yep. And they, they'll be back, quite frankly. They will be back. It's like hanging up in somebody's face. You're like, oh, shit, I just hung up on them. <laughs> and then you're waiting for that call back. And then here it comes. You're like, yeah, yeah, I knew that was the call back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that kind of energy I'm talking about. That attracted me in the first place, and I hope, I hope to see. Agree. And then, uh, if you don't mind, uh, there was a Sunday. No, no, it was Daniel earlier who asked you that great question about business and uh, separating business from friendship. Yes. Yep. They asked me a question in the comments for when I called in. They said uh, something along the lines of, "Do I let CrossFit 
Do I let my fear of getting injured? Do I let my fear of getting injured at CrossFit affect my attitude, my training, or something like that? Because I don't want to get hurt for the job. Mm -hmm. And it's quite frankly, it's a good, it's a good question. Yep, valid question, but it's it's not even not even close. Right. Because because quite frankly, I'd rather I'd rather get hurt at CrossFit becoming harder to kill. Yep. Then get killed on the job because I didn't go to CrossFit. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Triage, right? What's more important that you can run and climb and get up over that wall as quick as you possibly can or staying away from trying. So you, you don't put yourself to potential risk of shoulder injury. Right. Right. Or like, for example, there's this, uh, my entire team for an entire, for like a six month window started working out with me before shift. And, uh, one of the shifts I was first on scene to an attempted kidnapping mm. and the motherfucker and the motherfucker took off. Mm-hmm. And I always have the saying, I'm like for those of y'all who only run, yeah, you're gonna catch the dude, but when you get there, you're gonna be too weak to do anything. Yep. Yeah. Or for those for those that only lift, I'm be like, yeah, you catch them, but then you get there, you're too tired to actually do anything. <laughs> you know that's right. And so yeah. on this and so he, he takes off and I start dipping and and this dude, he's a skinny black dude who's clearly high as fuck. And so I don't catch him right away. And I think, man, this motherfucker's probably high on something. You could probably hold this pace for like <laughs> You can run this for a marathon <laughs> if he needs to now. Exactly. <laughs> and so I pull back a little bit, but then I see a cheek in his armor. He slows down just slightly. So I turn the jets on and I catch him. And who's right behind me? My entire fucking team. Yep. Because they they all been there with me the previous six months doing box jumps, rowing freaking cleans, all that, sprinting, all that. And so it was dope as hell because I told him at the, at, the, at the end of the call, I was like, hey, this dude chose the wrong shift. <laughs> he chose the wrong shift yep. to try to snatch up somebody's kid. Pick the wrong group. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And so there's mo- moments like that are exactly what I'm not tripping on injury. Because I have, I have like, came up lame. You know, Chuck Norris sniped me in my hamstring a couple times <laughs> during some sprints. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. <laughs> And quite frankly, you know, just like for the next week at work, you just kind of take it easy. You, as long as like you don't sprint, because even then I'll just get in my car. Like yeah. there weren't, you try, you just try to, you just try to stay away from certain moments where if you absolutely needed to, you make shit happen. Right. But you just try to be cool for a minute. And if it's terrible, then you take a sick day because they give you those hours for sick or injured. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's just like that. It's checks and balances. And I'd much rather be a savage than worry about getting hurt a hundred percent a hundred percent and in the ironic part of it is it'll it'll uh it'll prepare you to make sure that you come home safe every day right people it, it people, sure will people worried about like having a potential strain in their shoulder or hip are missing the larger picture of man you need to be able to be harder to kill right exactly and then i i also have neighborhood alpha dad um Things I gotta, you know, what I'm saying quotas I gotta meet. Oh hell, yeah. you, you got a house saying? house full of girls, man. You gotta keep, you gotta let them know what time it is exactly. out there. <laughs> hey, exactly right, right around, right around one thirty when everybody's going by to pick up kids from school. I'd be outside with the sled. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Let these motherfuckers know. <laughs> Alpha dad, don't you forget it. it. Yeah, this house ain't the one, y'all. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But that being said, that's that's about it for my notes. And I look forward to hearing the rest of the show, man.
Hey, thanks, bro. Thank you so much for calling in and, and all the uh, great stuff there. Appreciate it. All right, man. All love. All right. Bye. Blade Walker, everybody. That's a great, uh, a great call. He's always got such, such good energy. You imagine going to a CrossFit gym with him and he's the coach. Like you walk in and <clears throat> try to have a bad day. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. He won't let it. Um, there was a comment up here earlier is when you are coaching, dropping into class. Um, Cody, uh, turn it around. When you as a coach are taking a class or dropping in somewhere, what makes a great experience for you? Chances are, yes, exactly. Exactly, man. And I can't tell you how much we use as a, as an example, like go to another gym, like you're walking in, you're already feeling like a little bit of afraid, anxious, like nervous about the whole situation. And if you're not greeted right away, or somebody's not like, you know, enthusiastic to see you, it even makes that tougher. Caller. Hi, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt, how you doing? It's Frank. Hey, Frank, what's going on, man? Not much. I wanted to uh, follow up on what you were saying about uh, Don and Dave. You know, I, I agree with you. I think they have to fight for affiliates. And um, I, I guess that's as the organizer of the CF Affiliate Collective, that's my kind of primary issue with uh, private equity owning um, is, is that they are having to constantly fight to do more for affiliates. And, and isn't the solution uh, ultimately that, you know, if affiliates own the company, couldn't we get back to where the, the good old days as I think as you refer to them. Yep. Um, I, here's two things about that. Number one, I feel that the good old days are always better in hindsight, right? So there was probably still a lot of improvement that could have been made back then. There's a lot of decisions that happened that if there was this landscape of media at that time would have berated some of those decisions, just as we do everything else right now. So number one, there's always kind of this glorifying of the past and number two, I don't think that that will ever happen again unless there's a single owner of CrossFit and they have like a, a vision that matches similar to what where Greg was kind of steering the ship and they get really core to the methodology of what CrossFit is, which would be tough to do. Yeah, you know, I think I think it will definitely be different than when Greg was in charge, but I think largely affiliates would you know, direct on to, Hey, do what's right for affiliates. And that's your guiding star. And if you make decisions that do that and give Don the Don and Dave and Nicole, the autonomy, I mean, I think they have demonstrated that they want to do the right thing long-term for affiliates. The question is, you know, how much is the board letting them? And even if it was a matter of, um, you know, just giving them free reign or, or, or having oversight, um, you know, affiliates ultimately, I think, want to do what's best for affiliates. And my biggest concern with private equity is they seem to be concerned with short-term profits preparing to sell the company in three to five years. Yeah, well, here's the deal. They're concerned with whatever the initiatives of, that the board want wants, right? So like exactly. their their exactly. job is to appease their bosses and their bosses is the board and the and the managing partners of Berkshire. And Berkshire exactly. wants one thing. They want a return on their investment. They didn't buy CrossFit because they think it was going to change the world's health and that they were going to exactly. just steer that ship into that direction until all of eternity. Like they basically bought it and saw that they could make some changes that would make it more profitable and would give it some stronger, more consistent revenue lines and that they could um, use that to say, hey, in five years, this will be worth this X much more and makes it appealing to another private equity company, right? Absolutely. So so maybe you get back to the topic for the um, episode, I think was 30 million crossfitters. How do we get there? 
you know, I think that's a, that's a long-term strategy for Don. And and I don't know his private equity has any interest in that goal. I'm kind of surprised they let him even put it out there. I mean, I think it's a good long-term strategy and maybe maybe private equity thinks, you know, that'll increase the value of the brand short-term. But, um, you know, the question is how much money are they realistically being willing to spend on it? So when you talk about the health conference, you know, or, or a trainer summit, you know, is that, is that something they're spending money on or is it something, you know, like you said, they're outsourcing everything and yeah. cutting costs and, and does it make any sense for us to be outsourcing our marketing? You know, I think the problem over the last three and a half years has been that we have, you know, people, the board making decisions about marketing that aren't CrossFitters don't own gyms, you know, uh, how, how are we going to get to 30 million? I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. Right. And it, if if I had the chance to kind of probe on that more, I the first question would I, I would just come up with is why thirty, right? Because then you could start to reverse engineer like what gave you like why not ten? Why not three hundred? Why not you know why thirty? Right? And then the next question, of course, would be like the how the how that's how we're gonna get there with it. Um, but here's the deal: I think we've already heard Don say on. Um, the other podcast kettlebells and cocktails that he was taking a meaningful amount of money out of the games. And I, you know, if you listen to some of the stuff that I've said about the games, I've always said that the training, the revenue from training and the revenues from affiliates subsidizes the CrossFit games because the CrossFit games as a standalone would not be profitable. So meaning if, if no money could be put into the games and it had to be self-sufficient, meaning the open funded it, sponsors funded it, uh, quarter quarterfinals funded it, um, would that, would it still exist? Could it still stand up on its own? And I think the answer to that is no. I mean, and we've seen this in multiple different examples with like, um, you know, when they tried to license out semifinals and this type of stuff and like, you know, with Wadapalooza or these pop-up of these Zellos games, and we know that it's really hard for them to turn a profit. Um, and so if you were just to reroute the money that the CrossFit games was pulling out of training and pulling out of affiliates and just saying, Hey, this marketing tool isn't working as well as we needed to let's reinvest these dollars into CrossFit for health summits, uh, affiliate gathering trainer summits. You could see that that would be become more of an investment because if they're able to do more of these things, bring more of those people people together, affiliate owners and trainers and improve the quality of service just through connection. Um, and then also reach a larger audience by pulling in some of these high profile speakers and stuff like that. That's going to be more of an investment to grow affiliates, to grow coaches, to grow CrossFitters. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think the games has always been something that intimidates people. I think there's some, I mean, I think it unites the existing community, um, you know, and, and I think the games largely should stand on its own or be used as a platform to promote um, the approachability of CrossFit and the message and methodology of CrossFit instead of showing the empty, empty competition floor, you know, in between heats, um, I think right. we could be telling the stories of transformation. Um, you totally. know, I think there's a case to be made there for continuing to support the games if it supports affiliates, but um, I'm with you. I mean, I just, and, and, and I think it's interesting that it's 30, 30 million CrossFitters. Um, you know, it, it's not, it's not gym, you know, every affiliate being, uh, you know, a, a, lifeboat um you know i i have a i have a concern that crop that crossfit headquarters is seeing dollar signs and and not and that may not be a path through affiliates um you know it may be you know starting to offer online training and they even kind of pushed that out at one point and suggested oh this is just a stepping stone to get people into affiliates and if it works out that way great but 
Um, I think part of the magic is the community you get in affiliates and the coaching you get in affiliates. So um, I guess I'm a little biased as a gym owner slash former uh, affiliate owner, but um, I don't know, a couple of thoughts there. Yeah. <laughs> you can, interesting. You can, Cut me off whenever. <laughs> hey, well, I, I got I got one I got one question with you. So this affiliate collective thing, how would that work? <laughs> I guess a, a big question, but largely um, affiliates make up the vast majority of HQ's revenue. If we are organized and collectively come to private equity and say, hey, we you know say there's ten thousand out of the twelve thousand affiliates, we come to private equity and say, hey, we want to buy the company. Um, private equity could certainly say no, and we'll say, great, we're going to go start our own brand. And they will, I think, chase us out the door. Um, but if they don't, we can easily start a new brand. It, I think everybody loves CrossFit and what it stands for methodology-wise and, um, and community-wise. But largely, the community comes with the affiliates. And the methodology, while Greg owns it, you know, uh, arguably with his IP, um, CrossFit Inc. doesn't own the methodology. And nobody owns burpees and, uh, you know, thrusters and and you know, assault bike. So, well, somebody owns assault bike, the brand, but, right. um, you know, uh, fan bikes. Um, so, you know, I think largely private equity has taken their initial investment out of the company. I think, you know, again, I'm, I'm theorizing, I guess, but, um, you know, these are things that uh, come up in the negotiation. I think they put, if they put in 200 million, they settled an NSA lawsuit for hundred million and take that money out. And then someone in private equity told me that, um, you know, typically private equity will take out a large loan on the books of the company to pay themselves back that initial investment. And it doesn't surprise me that they break even if they have a large loan payment on a $100 million loan for the remainder of their initial investment. Right. So they've already broken even as, as best I can tell or what seems to me to be private equity's formula. Um, and it makes sense, right? They've taken their money out. Now, they, now the only thing they can do is break even. Worst case scenario, the company goes bankrupt and they break even. Um, they sell the company for even 20 million and they've made a 10% profit or 40 million and they've made their 20% profit. Um, you know, obviously, you know, that's the, that's kind of what they want. Right. Um, and so again, we, you know, we have all the negotiating leverage if there's multiple affiliates, uh, you know, or I should say the vast majority of affiliates are organized and we come together collectively and say, sell us the company. And if, again, if they don't want to, we collectively threaten to leave. And if they still don't want to sell us the company, we leave and start a new brand. And, CrossFit is just a word. And really the only thing HQ owns is the word CrossFit and the phrase forging elite fitness. Mm. And we can easily replace that word with another word, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's largely how it works. Now, in terms of what happens once we buy it, well, I think the company is run by a board of directors, the board of directors being made up of affiliate owners, and they would be elected by affiliate owners who are part of the collective that go in and buy this company. Um, I think if you didn't want to buy in for whatever reason, you can continue to stay an affiliate. Um, and, and really, it's, some of these decisions are up to a board to decide, not for me to decide, but this is my initial thoughts. Um, the board of directors would, you know, replace the PE, private equity board of directors, and, you know, Don, and go to Don and say, hey, here's the things we think, you know, you got H we need to do as HQ. Um, and, and largely would be doing for affiliates what they can't do for themselves and promote the brand positively, um, counter the negative perceptions of the brand and the broader public. And the board would hold Don and the team accountable um, for, you know, metrics around how are you doing on those things? Um, you know, versus right now, like you had mentioned earlier, private equity is, you know, the, the board meetings largely consist of, you know, how are we doing on cutting costs? How are we doing on increasing revenue? 
And largely the only lever they seem able to pull on, on increasing revenue is increasing our fees. And I suspect they will do that again. But in terms of how, you know, uh, I see affiliates running the company, um, I think, you know, largely affiliates uh, want the same things. We want uh, HQ to do what we, what we can't do for ourselves. So they would um, do things like um, legislate and litigate. You know, we'd hire back the lawyers, we'd hire back the lobbyists. Um, if affiliate owners are running the board, then I think that um, we don't need affiliate reps or not at least as many as we have. Um, I think we'd need better international representation for the international affiliates. I think that's a real um, opportunity and, and something we should be doing better. Um, and, and I think largely, you know, marketing the brand in a, in a way that um, is just effective in terms of promoting the brand positively. All right. Well, um, fair and, and enough. There's more, more on the Instagram, but I can go for hours. All right. Well, fair enough. Well, thanks for giving those uh, points, Frank. Um, uh, I think a lot of people find some of the stuff that you say uh, interesting here. So we appreciate your opinion. Yeah. If anybody's interested in learning more, go to I, uh, CF Affiliate Collective on Instagram. All right, brother. Appreciate thanks for the go. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Replace a board with a board. Hmm. Okay. I know somebody. <laughs> it's like, we've been hijacked. Hello, this is your captain speaking, and uh, we've been hijacked. Um, okay, so what are we talking about here? Hold on. Caller, hello. Welcome to the show. Yellow. Match. Yes, hello. What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I know. So I know who this is because I have your number so popped up. Do we, do we want to share with the audience? <laughs> This is uh, everybody's favorite friend right now, Keith Knapp. There we go. <laughs> What's up, Keith? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm actually driving to the gym right now. Just got some new speakers. We're going to go get those set up. Awesome. And I'm also in the middle of chauffeuring kids around to sports games. We've got seven games today. Seven games? Uh, Holy so, shit. You're me, a busy man. Yeah, yeah dude. We have... Uh, we have four kids, three of them playing sports, two of them in tournaments in the weekend. It gets a little crazy. So yeah, today's, today's a day. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're getting some speakers up in the gym. How is that coming along? I've been seeing some of the stuff on Instagram. It looks like it's, uh, looks like it's awesome. It's, it's good, man. The, um, the gym is basically ready to roll. We've got, um, all the equipment's in and rig is fully set up. We've had, uh, some crew, crews coming in this week to do like test runs of workouts um we've done we've had all of our kids classes in there for the past two weeks we had um lobby got fully set up uh over the weekend or over the week this week um all we're doing all we have left to do right now is um a couple of like odds and ends and making sure everything stays clean before we have a big grand opening party on saturday Dude, that's awesome. I'm, I got uh, your Instagram pulled up right here with a couple of shots uh, that you took of the uh, gym, and it looks great, dude. You look like it's fucking, it's ready. That's that's good. <laughs> We're getting there, man. It's uh, it's um, it's been a labor of love for sure, but we're we're excited about where we stand. Dude, watching you like paint these uh, like the lines and stuff on the post on the wall is giving me like PTSD with how much painting I've done in my <laughs> past. I'm like, oh, if I see another, a freaking have to mask off some more tape lines and shit in the gym, I'm gonna go crazy. 
<laughs> oh, dude, it's it's nuts. Um, but like, yeah, little stuff like that, and like, you know, the I mean, you know, this is an affiliate owner. Like, the grind is is real, and um, it like in some ways, this whole situation has been a blessing because I was able to put more time into this than I probably would have been able to otherwise. So. Yeah. Um, so you're all in yeah, on this good. now, right? Like this is like the ships have been burnt behind you. You're on the island, and you're gonna make it work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the for let's uh, in some ways, yes. I mean, there's still the the reality was this gym and the size of it and where it's located. It was never intended to be a primary income source. Yeah. Um, and and like I don't know, if, I don't know if we have the square footage in this space for it to be a primary income source. So there is absolutely work that I'm doing, um, networking that I'm doing in inside the ecosystem to try to find another primary income source. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that being said, like for the immediate time being, this is this is like what I'm spending all my time on. So yeah. like five up at five o'clock in the morning, not going to bed until way later than I should. Yeah, like getting the website <laughs> ready, getting flyers made, doing um, outreach with people in the community we've had conversation with like chamber of commerce last week oh, um dude. just get they're going to come out and do a ribbon cutting uh getting merchandise all set up we're getting our you know um some of our merch for the for the lobby area we're getting a fit aid cooler and all that kind of stuff set up like just we're full cement dude that's awesome and do you have any do you have any coaches coming on with you right now or are you going to be doing all the classes yourself no, man, we have five coaches. Five coach, you um, lucky SOB. How the hell did you get five <laughs> coaches, dude? I'd kill for five coaches. Got, yeah, I mean, they're not, obviously, they're not full time. Like, I think yeah, yeah. people, most of my coaches are going to take like one class a night. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or one class a week. Like, they'll take the evening classes. Um, I do have one coach that's going to take all of my 9 30 a.m. classes. Nice. Uh, she's a, she's a stay at, you know, stay at home mom who has been coaching boot camp stuff for a long time and she's like i w- this is the class that i would want so i want to make sure we offer it um so she's taking all those classes i'm going to coach all the 5 30 a.m classes yeah buddy um and then i've got and then i've got a couple of other coaches that are going to fill in and do some kids stuff like right at like after school hours so yeah we're we're rolling dude that's awesome and i was looking through here too you know what i would love to uh you know what i'd love to see you do is just talk through like how you just said like the chamber of commerce the ribbon cutting i would love i would love some content on you just talking through how you're how you're positioning the gym and like marketing it and building it up because i think that that a lot of other affiliate owners could gain from that and obviously that's your skill set that's your knowledge right there and so to see it applied directly at the level with you doing it with opening a new crossfit gym i think there's a lot of a lot of value in that so I'd love to kind of hear yeah, your thoughts that. on what you did, what worked for you, what didn't, what you would put more of your time into, what you wouldn't. Um, Cause selfishly, I'll just copy a lot of it too. So <laughs> it's not only for <laughs> right. people at large. Well, I mean, I think that's, that's the cool, I mean, that's the cool thing about this community, right? Is like a lot of these ideas aren't new. It's just um, having really great mentors in the space. And man, I've been so blessed to like meet great affiliate owners all across the country and all across the world. Who are like reaching out with, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Um, and a couple that are like right around the corner too that have been really cool about, um, like I had CrossFit Blue Ash, um, Blake Evans. He's like a yep. long time, 10 plus year affiliate owner. Um, 
he actually had a very similar situation when he first opened his gym. He was gainfully employed and lost his lost his job like right before he was getting ready to open and was like, mm. all right, well, this is the thing. So he's been an awesome mentor to me. He had a lot of great thoughts about how to set up a rig, had a lot of great thoughts about how to set up memberships. Like Dale King is another one who's been like, anytime I have a question about how to use like the CRM that I'm using or how to set up membership plans or like he, one thing that he has in common with, with my areas, there's a lot of families that he wants to get in. So he's like, make sure you have a family add on plan, mm. like just little mm. things like that, that, um, if you're, if you're jumping into this brand new and you don't have those relationships, it's going to be a lot harder, but the, the, I mean, the biggest piece of advice I would give anybody that's getting ready to do this first mm-hmm. is just start talking to other owners mm. because there's so, there's like such richness in those relationships. I mean, you, you, I've had conversations with you too, about how you engage with fire departments and, yep. um, one of the one of the workouts we did earlier this week, we had a couple of folks from the firehouse come over and do like a do a workout, and it was just like them seeing the space and being the space like, oh man, we got to get more people over here. Yep, yep. Right. So that's it. Yeah. So it's been it's been good, man. It's been good. Well, that's awesome, dude. Once you get opened up and stuff, I mean, we definitely have to have you on in the full capacity and and listen to the whole story and uh, and watch your gym just continue to rise and build and build and build. I'm excited for you. I think it's going to be awesome. I appreciate you guys, man. Um, We just wanted to call and say hi as I was uh, in between, in between games and um, appreciate everything you guys do. Appreciate the conversation. Love this, love this little uh, tribe that we all get to be a part of. Yeah. Wish you guys the best. Dude. Thank you. Thanks so much for calling in, bro. And Hey, as always, I know I reached out, but please let me know anything that uh, I could do or we could do to help. Awesome. Love you guys. All right, brother. Take it easy. Bye. Keith Knapp, ladies and gentlemen. That's cool. Called in. Man, what are the odds, too? It's like, you know, what what do they say? Like when one door closes, another one opens up. I mean, at least least he had such a positive outlet, like being able to work on his gym. I think like sometimes when people get like removed from jobs, especially one that like Keith was like, he, he, he gets it. Like he was like a big methodology guy, understood the community, like engaged with us and with Hill, like, like he was in the mix, you know what I mean? So when you talk about wanting to market CrossFit and I think of somebody like Keith, who is really engrossed in all levels of the ecosystem, like he gets it from the, like what he has to do at his job and dealing with the board and that red tape there. And then he also understands and knows how to handle the, the media portion of the community like us and Hiller and the other podcasts. And then at the same time, he could coach a CrossFit class, right? I mean, what better person to be in that position in terms of uh, marketing who just understands it and leaves, li- um, lives and breathes it. So kind of a bummer. He's not in that position. I always felt like he was one of the good guys on the inside, um, but he's got his gym. It's going to be awesome. No doubt it's going to be a success. Uh, I got the pleasure to work with Keith with for like quite a, quite a few weeks where we met pretty much weekly um, with the CrossFit for Health Summit stuff. And so I got to see uh, him in many different capacities. And um, I could say that uh, there's no doubt he'll be successful in whatever, whatever next venture he, he uh, finds himself in, especially with the gym. <laughs> now there's a productive phone call. <laughs> Um, hold on. Somebody else said something that I was going to bring up, but maybe not. Well, gang, thanks for hanging out. We made it an hour and a half. Dang. So 
it was kind of interesting. Like last night, like I, we were running around, it was Grace's uh, birthday. And so we had to coach full classes, like leading all the way up. Then we went and grabbed some dinner and um, uh, hung out and did some stuff like that. And so preparing, and then I found out later in the night that I was doing the show solo today. So I was trying to get a bunch of stuff like together and prepare it. And as I'm like concluding this show, I feel like it was a little bit all over the place. Um, so I apologize for that if, if it felt a little all over the place, but that's how we kind of roll. It's just, it's just chaos on Tuesdays at 11 AM. I am, um, going to be stepping out on my own and doing a uh, show once a week. So it'll be on Tuesdays at 11 AM. The idea here is, uh, that we'll have some conversations about affiliate stuff. I've been kind of writing down some of the things that I've been uh, dealing with the with in the affiliate just as like a normal like business owner or coach or different things that I think would make some cool discussions and hopefully add some value to hopefully like contributes to you guys in some way, um, whether if it comes from me or like these conversations that we have as we process stuff together. And then the other thing I'm going to be doing, which I thought would be cool, is we're going to go over to the Broken Science website and we're going to be looking at some of the articles uh, that they've been putting out. Um, if you guys haven't already, if you guys haven't already, go to the Broken Science website. Um, they have videos and articles and stuff that is just filled with fascinating um, information and things that are going on. Uh, they've been kind of watching this uh, Diane um, uh, Farber, Farber, Faber, uh, Cancer Institute is committing uh, science um, misconduct. This was the stuff over at Harvard. Um, and these uh, articles here written by Russell Berger, and you guys know him, he was just recently on the show, um, are incredible. And it's crazy when you start to like crack that nut open, like <clears throat> as far as like how these, the person that's supposed to review the uh, literature and the studies that are coming out of Harvard is like best buddies with all the people that are writing it. And then their funding is intermingled with that. And they're just basically approving shit up into all the way and including straight photoshopped images and AI generated images that were passed off and approved in a quote unquote peer review uh, paper that were never corrected. Holy shit. Are you guys kidding me? So anyways, the idea is that um, I'll kind of read these articles. We'll break them down. We'll dissect them together. We'll probably bring a couple people on that wrote them onto the show just to talk about them. These people are much smarter than I am. So they could give you guys more of an insight on the articles and the importance of them and what and what that means now the interesting thing and why you guys should care is because once these uh papers and these different things are put into play usually they get in the hands of the politicians and then they're put into policies and then policies govern our lives and we saw a massive example of this during covid time right like nobody even even uh what's his face the freaking fauci even he came out and said yeah we didn't really know where the six foot rule came from we just kind of ran with it right so that's the type of bullshit that we need to be able to have discernment against and <clears throat> if we're know how what to look for and um and how to dissect those papers and the information that's given to us it's going to allow us to make better decisions to uh govern our lives so um anyways that's what kind of the uh the show will be about there and we'll finish off with uh, Miranda Alcaraz. She was also at the um, she was also at the CrossFit for Health Summit, and she spoke on a panel called "Simple Not Easy." And this is just uh, a snippet from that here. This thing is not to do it for a short time; it's to do it forever. That's that's how we are wired as humans: is to look for the easy path. 
but we are also wired as humans to be happiest and to be most effective through struggle and challenging ourselves. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And it's funny because like she said, like it isn't hard to do it for a short period of time. It's hard to do it for forever. And I think a lot of the stuff that we know and do as CrossFitters, which is working out, eating right, um, taking personal responsibility is easy to do for a short period of time, a day, two days, three days, but to do it for forever and to do it well for forever, that's where the simple but not easy portion comes in. It's easy to save money for a day. It's hard to do it for five years. Um, so anyhow, we'll be, uh, we'll be going through some of that, that stuff as well. Some of the CrossFit stuff and, uh, and everything else. And this I thought was just genius. And I wanted to remind you guys about this because as you go through the internet and you clicked agree and accept on everything, um, you may want to second guess it. And clearly this guy drinking a knockoff version of Mountain Dew, um, shirtless with a zip up sweatshirt on is my kind of guy that I take advice from. <laughs> when I see a gentleman of this scholar here, I'm thinking to myself, this guy knows what he's talking about. I got homies go up in the urgent care, signed a couple forms. Uh Oh, they bought him a car from Carvana dog. He didn't even know he bought a car at the urgent care. Cause that's how many forms be in that pile dog. You don't even know what form in the pile. Well, you probably gonna sign it because you want to see that doctor but they gonna be like uh-uh got you on that apr financing that's what they do on them forms that's why i never ever ever dog i ever signing no forms unless it's in my blood <laughs> yep <laughs> there it is so i will uh i will leave you guys with that, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, I think. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe it'll just be Caleb and I again. And then we got some cool guests coming up. We got Kevin Ogar. Of course, we got Greg Glassman. We got Rafa finally down. We got John on Friday, the dude that eats only raw meat. Have you guys seen his account? And then we have a uh, Paul Litchford as well. Um, we got some cool people coming up this week. And then we're getting closer and closer to the Open. And the open announcements are about to be freaking crazy. That shit is literally about to be nuts. Um, we're going to be having a great time with that. Um, he believes in flat earth. <laughs> Dude, maybe we'll just have me and the flat earth guy on. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be something funny? You guys would. have any... Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thanks for everybody who called in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being awesome. You guys have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.